This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV, in Belgium on Radio X, and around the world on iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxonatexxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, TV, And to find out about the great programming we have available for you with our compliments and the compliments of our advertisers at uh, the Exxon Broadcast Network, where you can listen to the shows, you can find archive shows, sit down, enjoy, relax, and uh, become part of the Exxon Nation at www.xzbn. Exonation, my guest this hour is Rosa Montague, and she is a psychic, tarot card reader, clairvoyant, medium, spiritual, and planetary healer, as well as a light worker. She's the mother of four, grandmother of five. She started studying again at the age of 35 and rekindled a childhood interest in all things magical and mystical. By the way, she has a Bachelor of Science with honors in sociology. She studied uh, psychology and all major religions, dithered uh, for a year on a badly formulated health studies degree, then uh, changed her mind and worked her way through the degrees in sociology as a lone parent. And you know what? She loved every minute of it. She spent 10 years working on a project uh, as a project worker in a woman's hostel and in a substance and alcohol rehab. She's traveled to India to research uh, trafficking in women and children, and she has a keen understanding of women's issues based on study and personal and professional experience. She has now been working as a psychic tarot card reader professionally for a number of years, and now is qualified as a spiritual healer. Her interest in social sciences continues, and her involvement in the spiritual and progression like most working in this field, has leapt forward erratically in recent years. From time to time, 
She uh, alternates work in Ghana. Uh, it is, of course, all that is spiritual work. And uh, she's developing ways she can merge it all and able to offer consultations from anywhere in the world. This is her vision for the future. Joining me from the northern part of England, and uh, she's about 50 miles south of Scotland, is our friend Rosa Montague. And Rosa, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, Rob. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, what was it in your life that put you on the path to this quest as a um, spiritual and he planetary healer and all the other great work that you do? My grandma used to take me to spiritualist church when I was about 16. Um, as I was growing up, she would show me family photographs and she would point out spirits in them. And it, it fascinated me. So the whole family had an interest in it, but most of them didn't bother doing anything with it. And then when I went to church, with spiritualist church with her, um, they used to tell me that I had healing abilities and, and I should be sitting in a development circle, but I, I wasn't really ready for it at that age. So, And, and then I suppose I was about 30 mm -hmm. and I moved to the countryside and I bought a book called Natural Magic or The Elements of Natural Magic by Marion Green. And that's when things really started to open up, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's done that over the years. You know, I got into Wicca and I started playing around with the Ouija board and the tarot cards and that kind yeah. of thing. And then to help a friend of mine qualify as a hypnotherapist, I did um, past life regression with her. And, and that just opened doors. It took me a while to find out how to close again. And I started getting messages and all kinds of weird things happening. And as they say, the rest is history, and you and I have to take our first commercial break, and we'll be <laughs> okay. back to discuss more of your fascinating career and your fascinating life. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Ma Rosa Montague. Now, if you'd like to find out about Rosa, all you have to do is go to Facebook, and in the search engine, type in Rosa Montague, and that's Rosa Montague, M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and as you know, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our other affiliates and networks around the world from our broadcast center right here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, 
X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. Rosa Montague is our special guest, and if you'd like to find out about Rosa or if you'd like to join her on Facebook, all you need to do is go to Facebook.com, put in the search engine, Rosa Montague. It's that simple. Now, um, Rosa likes to spend any spare time that she has with her plants getting closer to nature and traditional crafts such as knitting. She loves walking, reading, or occasionally watching TV. That's if she feels like she wants to get her brain drained. And um, she's fortunate to live in the northeast of England, and their beautiful wild beaches and countryside have always been amongst her favorite haunts. She is, however, a party animal and loves to be out there, finger on the pulse, socializing with people who enjoy watching the sun come up after a good night out. Her favorite all-night party, however, is summer solstice at Stonehenge. What's it like spending in the summer solstice in Stonehenge? Provided you get good weather, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing anyway. But I think the, the first year I went, which was only in uh, 2010, we got a particularly good sunrise. And the atmosphere, you know, 38,000 people there wow. all partying and, and doing their own thing. And they don't make it easy for you to get there. Um, they put as many obstacles in your way as possible. It's the only time you're actually allowed to touch the stones. My goodness. And people just get on with it. it it's and, and there's such a, an atmosphere of tolerance. You know, nobody gets cross. There are never any fights that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, just a beautiful experience. The last time I went, um, it was a deluge. It came down in torrents. And believe you me, there's absolutely nowhere to shelter on Salisbury wow. Hill. So that was miserable because we all travelled home absolutely saturated. So tell me, but what, I would recommend it to anybody. So tell me, what do you think the the origin of Stonehenge is? There, there seems to be quite a, convert, a controversy about what it is, who built it, what the real you, uh, what the real function of Stonehenge is. Can you help us understand what, based on your experience and based on the fact that you've gone there with thirty eight thousand other people, what, in your opinion, Rosa, is Stonehenge? I'm really not sure. Oh. I've, I've read all the, the, the differing opinions. I can tell you what I experienced when I was there, and that is 38,000 people coming together to just enjoy um, the longest day. And, and for pagans, of course, it's a great celebration. It's a connection to the goddess. When the sun rises and it comes over those stones in the morning, I actually felt a portal open, an energy portal open. And I've spoken to many other people mm-hmm. who've said the same. So I don't know what its original intention was or whether the people that go there, their energy is strong enough to, to overcome whatever its original purpose was. 
I'm not sure. I mean, you know, when you read about these these caverns underneath, and it's it's difficult to know what to think because I've never been underneath Stonehenge, and I doubt anybody has for a long, long time. So who knows? But certainly, that's that number of people all hell bent on having a good time and celebrating the longest day has a profound effect. Well, any any location that has the ability to draw 38,000 people is certainly doing something wonderful because, uh, as I understand it, people go there and it's a shared experience. 38,000 people are sharing the same experience, and that in itself is magical and mystical. Yeah, and, and I, I did... <clears throat> Excuse me. I did a tour of, of a few of the stone circles in the south, and every one of them has a different energy. Stonehenge, other than the summer solstice, is quite stern. Mm-hmm. It feels like a um, a masculine energy, whereas Avebury was a very profound meditational experience. Um, that was like tapping into a library. If you actually stand with your hand on the stones and we had a shaman lead us through meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked questions of the stones and got answers that I really wasn't prepared for. I was in shock. And we went to another stone circle at Stanton Drew. And that was as though it it was as though the place itself wasn't really interested whether we were there or not. Hmm. So what kind of what were what? What was it that shocked you about the answers that you received from the stones? Um, I can't remember the exact question I asked, but I was shown it was almost like a constable landscape. You know, it was it was happy market days and right. people gathering um, and going about their daily business. And it was all, all fun and, and laughter. And then it changed and I saw scenes of absolute carnage. It was like a very fast video replay. Um, And then I was told, we're so sad because we have as much information in every grain of us as you have in your biggest libraries, but you choose not to access them. Wow. That's prophetic. That, That has nailed humanity right to the T. It shook me. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. Because I wasn't prepared for it. And the shaman that we were with said, but the difference is, Rosa, that this time you asked. How I, many times have you stood in front of stones and not asked? And and that is so true of everything. Everybody wonders, but very few people ever ask. And the only way you can get an answer is by asking the question. That's right. Yeah. The, the same guy told me that if you go to a tree and you put a pinch of tobacco or a piece of apple, mm-hmm. he said he didn't know why it worked, but it does, in the trunk, and ask the tree a question, you'll get an answer. And, and that actually works, because I've tried it. So so I, I, where in the trunk would you put it? Does the tree have to have a hole in the trunk in order for you to put the tobacco or the, or the piece of apple in it? No, just no, put I... it on a branch or anywhere. Fascinating. I'll have to try that. Um, mm-hmm. how and when, <laughs> nothing would surprise me in this world of ours, dear, nothing. Okay. <laughs> when and how did you first become aware of your gifts? Um, 
when I started channeling w- without asking for the information. What was that? And like? I think that was after I did that past life regression. I'd, like I say, I started playing around with it with the tarot cards mm-hmm. and the Ouija board, but I suppose I didn't have the confidence or didn't think I had the ability to to channel messages um, from other beings or other worlds, whatever you want to call it. Right. So I used to play with a Ouija board. So in other words, it was a tool that got me there. And then when I started, um, when I after I did this past life regression, I would be sitting and odd images would pop into my head with with information. I mean, re- clear images of, of people. Um, and I started checking out the information that, that I'd been given, and, and it was true. Do you remember but the first... But that kind of scared me, because I couldn't stop it for a while, so it was, it was quite distracting. So how do, so you, how do you stop it? First. So how do, you st- how do you stop it if you're in the marketplace, or if you're in a train station, if you're on the on the bus or the train or if you're taking a plane, how do you stop this channeling from disrupting your your you time? Well, I think two things happen. I think on the one hand, you you kind of learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. So you, you find a, a balance. So that if, if somebody needs to come through with an urgent message, you can receive that and you can still carry on with, with what you're doing. If it becomes overwhelming or something feels as though it's pestering you or you don't want that information then you simply have to tell them to back off and i think people struggle needlessly with this because and i always explain it this way if someone's knocking on your front door right or if you answer the door to somebody and that they're giving you a load of abuse or they're paying you unwanted attention you'll tell them to go away and if you tell them politely that doesn't work the first time you'll tell them in much stronger terms and it works exactly the same in the spirit world as far as I'm concerned. They, they can't hang around if they're not welcome. How have your abilities evolved over the years? Um, tremendously. I think so much differently about it than I did when I first started. Because when I grew up, or with the, the people I grew up with, mm-hmm. it was simply a matter of kind of having a, a conversation with your dead friends and relatives. And the guy I did my first healing certificate with, um, his theory was that before we come here, there's a game plan in place. We've already chosen our own parents, and it's like a working holiday camp. Hmm. I'm not saying I I agree with this 100%, but it was a good starting point for me. And we go at our appointed time. There are very, very few accidents. And from there, I, I got to the stage where I believe that we... Many of us are connected before we arrive here, so we have a soul family. It's not necessarily the same as our blood family here on Earth. But we're probably going to connect with those people throughout because we already have agreements in place. I think when I'm receiving a message now for a client sitting in front of me, I am communicating with the soul essence of the person that they want to speak to. And they'll come through in the first instance in a way that my client can understand who they are. Mm -hmm. So I might get an image. I might get a street address. um, Sometimes I'll get the names or I'll get memories. But whatever it is, it's information that means nothing to me 
but my client will recognize it. What? And then I'll get additional information. So what happens if you get a client in front of you, dear, and they, they're asking you to communicate with someone, and you just can't make that connection? Does that happen? Yes. Um, not often, but it does happen. But I always say to people, I can't guarantee a communication with any particular person. And I, I don't believe any, any psychic or medium can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've no idea why that happens whether that person doesn't want, you know, maybe the person that they want to communicate with didn't really like them when they were here. I've no idea. Or maybe they're busy doing something else. I don't know. But sometimes it does happen. And you you just have to be honest about that and say, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not not getting a connection with that person. Chances are somebody else will want to speak to them, though. Has there ever been a time when somebody has asked you to communicate with someone on the other side? You make the connection and the, the spirit or the essence says, hey, I don't want to talk to them. I haven't had that. I think if they don't want to talk to them, they just don't. Mm-hmm. I have had instances where I've had a client sitting in front of me desperate to communicate with a certain person, and I can feel a reluctance, but they'll give me something. But I've had to say, that's all the information I'm going to get for now. You, you know, you're not. there's nothing more that this person can say to you right now. It's, it's um, I had an instance. Well, sorry. I was going to say it's it's on their terms because it is they who are on the other side who have the ability and the ability to either communicate or not to communicate, right? That's right. All right, yeah. stand by, dear. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, our guest this hour, is Rosa Montague. Now, if you'd like to contact Rosa for a one-on-one consultation, or if you want to find out more about Rosa, visit her on Facebook. All you need to do is just go to the Facebook page at facebook.com and in the search engine, type in Rosa Montague, and that's Rosa, R-O-S-A, Montague, M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E. And uh, Rosa and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. <coughs> Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. And uh, before we get back to my guest, the one and only Rosa Montague, I'd like to tell you about the petition that we have at www.exxonradiotv.com. The petition is to have Jan Harzen, the executive director of MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, we want him to resign. He must resign. 
In May of 2017, the MUFON stake director for both Pennsylvania and Delaware and Inner Circle member John Ventry posted what can only be called a racist rant on his private Facebook page. Several people reacted to it, suggesting that uh, the opinions were appalling. MUFON's executive director and Inner Circle member, Jan Harzan, reacted with what was called a non-apology attacking those who had reacted negatively, calling them haters, and then suggested that these haters might be worse than Ventry. The offensive posts, as well as the critical comments, were then removed. Harzan eventually announced that Ventry had been fired as the state director for both states. That was the state of Pennsylvania and Delaware. The reaction came only after there had been more bad public relations for MUFON. Not long after this, it was discovered that another of the Inner Circle members, Jay-Z Knight, had, in a drunken rant, made other racially charged comments about Jews, Mexicans, gays, Catholics, and even organic farmers. Harzan, on learning, uh, learning this, ignored the severity of the comments, saying that if she had been a state director, he could have fired her. All three remain on the Inner Circle, And while it is suggested that the inner circle has no real influence over the workings of MUFON, other documentation, including the MUFON website, suggests otherwise. Now, given this uh, slow reaction to Ventry's racist rant and the lack of real concern about such attitudes at the highest levels of the MUFON organization, as evidenced by Harzan's public comments about both Ventry and Knight, It is time to remove these high-ranking MUFON officials from positions of power and oversight. The problem is systemic at the top, and such attitudes can filter down throughout the organization. Rather than stand by and watch that happen, it is time to make the change. Jan Harzan, the executive director of MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, must resign. If you agree with this, then sign our petition. All you need to do is go to www.xzone, I'm sorry, xzbnradiotv.com. That's www.xzbnradiotv.com. Also, on the same page just below the, um, the petition, you'll find the statements that John Ventry made on March the 11th, 2014, stating that the Malaysian Airline Flight 370 would never be found because it was abducted by extraterrestrials. I'm not making this up, Exxon Nation. Just go to www.xzbnradiotv.com. My guest this hour, Rosa Montague, has been kind enough to let us uh, bring you that special announcement. Rosa is a psychic tarot reader, clairvoyant, medium, spiritual, and planetary healer, and light worker. And if you'd like to find out more about Rosa, just go to Facebook, type in Rosa Montague. Rosa, thank you so much for joining us. And um, what is a planetary healer? Someone who uses their energy, focuses their energy to heal various places on the planet. Can you give us an example? Yeah. Uh, Places where, for example, there's a lot of water pollution Mm -hmm. or um, a lot of damage done by mining. I don't know if I can give you 
a specific example of that. But there's, a, for example, there's a there's a group that um, started on Facebook, I believe, called Tongo, and he works on the theory that if you just focus your attention for a second, you can make a difference. And if hundreds or thousands of people do that at the same time, um, it will happen. Is this so the pa- is this the power of intent? Yeah. Gotcha. It, it's, that's exactly what it is. Focused intention. Exactly. Um, spiritual healer? It's really the same thing. Well, not exactly the same thing in as much as when I do it for a client or mm-hmm. for anybody. My purpose is to connect them to their own healing energy. Oh, okay. So I can direct my energy to them, mm-hmm. but it's much better if I can convince them that they have that ability themselves. So I can kind of kickstart it. Okay. So basically, you're just you're just helping them better understand themselves and showing them the way to solve their own problems. Yes. Great. Which is very much what a, what a reading's about. It's it's about helping them find. You know, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. What I can, and I, I can't predict the future. We all have free will. But what I can do is show them potential and, and show them which um, path might work best for them. You supply the roadmap. It's up to them to follow. Yes, okay. or not. Now, you said that you had a past life regression. What did you find out about yourself in your past lives? Um. To one past life in Scotland, but one, once I did that one regression, mm-hmm. I could almost regress at will. So I've had there are many connections with Scotland. This one in particular, I was living on the west coast of Scotland, and the year was, I believe, 1762. Um, and I was waiting for the young man that I was. excuse me, about to marry, Mm -hmm. to come home with my father on a fishing vessel, and it was late in. And I got extremely upset, and my friend who was doing the regression with me said, I want you to move forward five years and tell me what you see. And I was in this cottage with with two young children. I was actually married to this man. The odd thing was that the same people who were around me at that time were around me in that past life as well. The people in your past life, are they part of your present life? Or do we change, do we change our, our scenarios? Do we change the people that, that we interact with from one life to the other? Um, both. I think in that particular life, then the group that I was interacting with, Mm -hmm was the same. But then I I have to wonder if we don't come across people, connect with certain people at certain times in our lives because there are issues to be resolved or um, problems to be worked through. And you know how very often you move from one social set to another? Yes. Not for any particular reason. You Mm -hmm. just... I wonder if that's because you've resolved those issues and there's nothing more to be done for now. 
bit like relationships. All right. Sometimes you have to write them off and say, not now and not in this lifetime. Can't be resolved. Hmm. Interesting. Are you finding the questions that you're being asked as a as as a psychic and tarot card reader are changing as the world changes or are the questions remaining basically the same? For as as people evolve, um they come for a different kind of reading. It's often more about where they're headed mm-hmm. and where their current relationships, whether they be work or family or romantic, fit fit in with that path. There are, st- I mean, I do some contract work for the phone lines, and when when the pubs and clubs turn out on a Friday and Saturday night, you get hundreds of calls from people ringing round every psychic on the phone line asking questions like, "When is he coming back?" or "When is he or she going to text me?" There's, there's nothing really deep or meaningful about it. They mm. just want someone to tell them what they want to hear. And and I won't do that. <laughs> um, what is interesting, Rob, is that with speaking to so many people, I'm finding that there are shifts in the collective consciousness. So maybe for a, a period of a week or two, I'll get a lot of people who are survivors of abuse. Oh, my gosh. And then it might be cultural problems within relationships. Um, a, a few weeks ago, it was narcissistic behavior on steroids. It, it was as though every warrior was being placed in the front line again. It, people were having issues, whether it was with their boss, their next-door neighbor, um, their partner, or a family member. But it's it's peculiar how I get so many phone calls about the same subject. Anyone who is fortunate enough to get you on the other end of the line is very fortunate because they are speaking to a trained professional. You're a trained professional as well as being a psychic. But what happens to those people who who aren't as fortunate as those who connect with you? Speak to other members of the psychic community who do not have your your psychology background and the uh, the background in the work that you've done in in rehab. Is there a danger that they may give these people who are seeking advice the wrong information? And what happens if they do? Hmm. There has to be a danger, doesn't there? It's like every other walk of life. Some people are more ethical than others. Mm-hmm. Some are more experienced than others. Um, some have all the academic qualifications in the world and, and still don't practically do what they do well whereas others have a natural gift, but they haven't had the advantage of, of that back, that experience. So I think a lot of damage can be done, and I've certainly spoken to people who've, who've spoken to other psychics who've just, you know, have said things to them that, that have really mm-hmm. taken my breath away. Um, you can only hope that either they find someone who will give them the correct guidance and information, uh, or that somebody else will help dispel whatever fear has been, been left by that. It's unfortunate. You can't stamp it out altogether. It does happen. Now, you know, you, I, I know that you're very credible and you're very honest because I asked you something before and you said, I don't know. I can't answer that. So, yeah. that you know, that is admirable. But I know there um, are, I've had many people on the show over the many years of doing it that I know that were lying through their teeth 
And yeah. the and these are members of the psychic community. They're they're channels, they're mediums. And and it makes me wonder how they will give the information to the person who is seeking uh, comfort, wisdom. Are, are they just going to feed these unsuspecting consumers with nothing but lies just in order to to make themselves look good? I could I could say the same thing about some GPs. <laughs> exactly. It's, I mean, it, yes, there, there are people, unfortunately. I'll tell you what upsets me. Um, mind body spirit fairs became very popular and I used to really enjoy doing events but I think so many people started to do it mm-hmm. and what shocked me was the ruthlessness you know the the, the competition to the, to the degree that it, it the, the clients didn't really matter anymore it was about getting people through the door all right stand by we've got to take our final break and I agree with you 150 percent on what you just said Exonation Rosa Montague is our special guest. To find out about Rosa, just go to Facebook and type in Rosa Montague. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell, and Rosa and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. Don't forget, you can find some great programming available for you with the compliments of the uh, Vrelmar McConnell Media and all our companies as well as the advertisers that we have on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Programming is 724-365. Now, some of the shows we have are Telus Radio Show from Germany. We have A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. Paranormal Stakeout with Larry Lawson. We have Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We have The World Beyond with Joel Wegent. 
We have Seek Reality Radio Show with the one and only Roberta Grimes. We have, uh, let me see, Know the Name with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. And that's just a start for all the other great programming we have available. www.xzbn.net My guest this hour, Rosa Montague. If you'd like to find out more about Rosa, visit her online uh, using Facebook at facebook.com and then in the search engine, type in Rosa Montague. Rosa, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, and thank you for sharing your experiences with us. It's been a very great pleasure to be here. Now, I asked you during the commercial break if you would be kind enough to do a psychic reading for me, and Mm -hmm. I also said, whatever you see, don't hold back. If you can't see anything, just say so. I'm very honest with my listeners. Okay. So, I'm not tuned in, really, for doing psychic readings okay so this is <laughs> you'll have to bear with me sure. uh, i always work to a strict code of ethics and and I, I really helped some of the phone lines get on board with this in the in the early years i will not predict the sex of an unborn baby mm-hmm. although these days that isn't necessary i will not predict death mm-hmm. my guides are instructed not to give me that information um and if i don't know something i will tell you and i'll refuse to tell people what they want to hear if it's not what I'm seeing. So because this is going to be reasonably quick, Rob, why don't you ask me a question? Because a five-card question spread Hmm. with whatever I get in between the cards would probably be the the most effective way to do this. Do you you know I can't think of a question? (laughs) I really can't think of a question. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to do a question spread anyway, and we hope that something that's uppermost in your mind comes up. Okay, this isn't empty flattery. (laughs) You're a very intelligent man, very clever, quite philosophical in your thinking. Um, You probably have so many ideas good ones at times that you confuse yourself i do think that you're feeling quite something's making you feel quite restricted or hemmed in at the moment it's as though you've ground to a halt and you're wondering whether it's time for a change of direction anyway um i'm wondering if your hesitancy in changing direction has something to do with the material world. Because I do get an indication of temporary financial worries or concerns. Um, Well, owning owning a multimedia corporation, there are always financial concerns. Always. Yeah, but apparently there is money coming in. Uh, It's not a lottery win, so... Don't rush out and book a world cruise, but it's enough so that allows the freedom of movement movement that you're looking for. I do have a female around you who comes across as a friend, mm-hmm. very eager to help, but actually she's quite devious and underhanded. Mm. And the object isn't worthy of the means. She acts out of jealousy. So I'm not predicting doom and disaster. That's just a word of caution. Okay. But where you're having difficulty, I want you to take a huge step back and just try and 
look at things from a different perspective because when you can brainstorm them from a from a different angle that's when you'll start to find the solutions that you're looking for and there's a lady in spirit around you and she's saying to you will you please rely on your intuition because you get these good feelings but then you often say to yourself oh, perhaps I'm just imagining things and you're not you're absolutely spot on particularly where people are concerned and I can see one guy in particular that you have to deal with quite regularly, um, he's, he's really ambitious, but he can be stupid with it because he just doesn't think before he acts. And then he gets very grumpy and irritable to be around when things aren't going his way. It looks as though you've been disappointed on an emotional level. That's not necessarily anything to do with romance, but just anybody that that you have an emotional connection with. Mm -hmm. Um and you have a big decision to make because you have the card called the Hermit. And he is the wise old man with a lantern and he's carrying that light so that you can see to make this decision. But it's one you need to make for yourself. And that means you have to give yourself enough time and space to think things through properly. And when you have thought, you need to follow your own advice rather than anybody else's wrong. Well, all I can say is that you're right. Really? Yeah. Excellent. No, you're right. <laughs> And um, I thank you for that. You've uh, done a lot of confirming for me over the past couple of minutes. How long does a, a reading usually take when somebody contacts you for a one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, between half an hour and an hour. I, I don't like to stint on time. I charge mm -hmm. £35 sterling for a reading, and I will allow people to go up to an hour. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know how that compares with prices in Canada. No idea. I've, you know, like, uh, I like yourself. We used to, when the show was young, this is our 26th year of doing this show. Wow. And many years ago when we started doing it, I used to go to all the psychic fairs, all the body, soul, spirit shows, and so on and so forth. And I'd always, um, because we do the, the show live from these events, and I'd always watch people who are going to see different psychics and readers. They always would have the psychic and the readers around the circumference of the room and then in the middle of the room. And I would watch people go from one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, shelling out good money each and every time. After a while, I got it because they'd go from one psychic to the next, to the next, to the next, and then they'd leave. And then I realized what they were doing is going from psychic to psychic to psychic to psychic until they heard what they wanted to hear, and then they'd leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how would listeners know whether or not a psychic at a psychic fair is credible? I don't think you can, other than using your intuition. Um, a friend of mine who used to host psychic events and, and she used to have cues at the door every month and she did this for six years and she used to have the info on each you know your own flyers or leaflets or whatever promotional gear mm -hmm. for each psychic and as people came through the door she would hand them one for each psychic and she would say to them this is who we have here um and if they asked her for a recommendation she would say they're all good i only have the the, the best here Take that information away, have a read through it, 
and then choose the one that you feel most drawn to and come back to me and I'll make your appointment. But that's the only way I can, because you have no way of knowing. People can print anything on a leaflet. What are some of the red flags that people can spot easily when going to a psychic fair or to an event when there are readers that they should just stay away? I think if you sit down and in the first five minutes you're not getting a reasonably strong connection, if that psychic isn't saying anything at all that makes sense to you, and particularly because I've I've done this before, people have sat down and sometimes people put barriers up and they're not even conscious that they're mm-hmm. doing it. And sometimes you just cannot get that connection. And I'll say to them in the first five minutes of the reading, I do the same with all of my clients. As long as they stop me in the first, within the first 15 minutes and say, I, I, I'm, this isn't making any sense to me, then I won't charge them. And I'll, I'll advise them to go and find somebody else. Wow. And you, you have to do that. You have to be able to admit that some tip. You might be having an off day, or they might be, or they might not. They might be really nervous, and and they really don't want to hear what you have to say anyway. Um, The the, the great late astrologer, Jonathan Kainer, used to have a message on his um, tarot lines when when you rang up. And he would say, um, feel free to ring again if you have a different question. You can always ring with the same question, but it would be better to ask yourself why you don't want to hear the answer. And I'll do this when I'm working on the phone lines. You know, when people repeatedly ask me the same question, I'll say, I really don't think I have any information, further information I can give you on that. How do you stop somebody from becoming addicted to the telephone psychics? You can't. No way. When I first started working for the phone lines years ago, and that was the first professional work I did, because it was less nerve-wracking than having somebody sitting in front of me until I was I was I gained confidence. Right. Um, and th- this was a oh, it was a shocking company to work for, but there was a guy that, that used to ring me um, in the early hours of the morning, and he could spend an hour on the phone, which is costing an absolute fortune. He he was in love with somebody, and his wife was dying. Oh my God! And I remember ringing reception one night and and explaining how upset and and you know it's not like you have supervision or anything. You can have potential suicides on listen, the line. Listen, I hate it's, to do this, but we're we're nearly out of time. Oh, can you can you come back in the near future so we can uh, continue this conversation? I'd love to, Rob. All right, Exo Nation. Uh, sorry, we're out of time. Rosa Montague is our guest, and uh, go to Facebook, search Rosa Montague, and I'll be back on the other side of this break after the news. Don't go away. Oh,